Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? For starters, drink some water. Step back and like that. You're over there going to the toilet, praying to Allah that it's all over. It's because you're dehydrated. Do the right thing. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my show. The more ratings I get, the more reviews I get, the more lit I become. Please do that. I would appreciate it. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that is goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. All right. What the business is. How's everybody feeling? What you doing over there, boy? You know, before I get into the topics that I have in my head that I want to speak about, I wanted to give you guys an update on me, about me um, working for the white man. My apologies for sounding so jumbled, but I was getting ahead of myself because I haven't had a legitimate job in a little while. So because of this, everything is a, I feel like a Latin. What was that jazz? A whole new world. And you know what? You know what's really whack is the fact that I am brown skin. So they should have gave me a magic carpet when I walked into this place and gave me the proper fo- welcoming that I deserve. But it's all good, though. And I was speaking to somebody, really good person. You know, I'm not going to say boy or girl, whatever have you, because I need this to be, you know, somewhat ominous, just in case one of these niggas listened to my episodes one day. So I'm speaking to this person on the job. And this person is giving me all the do's and don'ts of what to do on top of telling me about retirement and, you know, vacation time and PTO and how to go about certain things. Right. And this particular person is one of the cool people that I've also met at this job. So, you know, as the days progress, you know, our rapport is getting stronger and stronger. And today, while I was at work, Speaking to this person, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? How you been? I always notice that you have a, a cup of coffee in your hand. Uh, where is, like, your go-to coffee spot? And the person was like, oh, I always go to Starbucks. I'm like, okay, that's pretty dope. I mean, have you ever been given the speech? You know, like, what speech? And the speech I'm referring to is the, yo, you need to start making coffees at home. You know how much motherfucking money you'd save? You need to be more fiscally responsible. We're in a recession. There's inflation. Blah, blah, blah. Right? And person was like, yo, I definitely heard the speech, but you know, I, the type of coffee that I drink is very exclusive to this Starbucks. They make it the way I like, you know, I, people drink coffee for different reasons. I, of course I drink it for the caffeine, but you know, I enjoy the taste of it, but it's, it has to taste a particular way for me to really appreciate it. And the people over there at the Starbucks that I go to really got the signs down packed. And as the discussion is furthering, uh, we was just talking about vices overall and the person was like, yo, go home, have a few beers. And, uh, as the conversation continued to progress, I was like, yo, it's crazy how, you know, people have, you know, money put aside for coffee. Cause you know, when you, when you speak to somebody, it's like, yo, you can save some money doing this. You can save so much money doing that and participating in a daily activity can either, motivate you to make more money or have people get the fuck out your business right so you know we start chuckling about that 
And the person was like, yeah, you know, I drink my beers and I drink my coffee and, you know, my cigarettes. And it all made me really think about the conversation we had uh, days prior when this person was telling me about retirement. And in my head, I'm like, hey, you're not going to fucking make it to retirement with this type of diet. Bogies, coffee, and beer every day? <laughs> and you're over here telling me that you're not trying to get another job and you set and you're about to just do your additional 15 years and retire? You don't got another 15 years with that type of fucking diet. The only people I've seen operate on that type of diet is plumbers. But you have to understand that everybody physiologically is not created the same. You know, some people have the physique to be world-class sprinters. Other people have the physique to be bodybuilders. You know, other people have the physique to withstand uh, a whole bunch of pain and suffering and whatever have you, right? I believe that once you are a plumber, that is not a profession that you choose to have. It's kind of a, a profession that falls in your lap. Very similar to the person that it might be argumentative and then all of a sudden you wake up and they're on the debate team then the debate team turns into them being a journalist or whatever have you just i mean just things just fall into place and then you will find your role in society and i believe that if you make a living by being around toilets sewage and shit all day you physiologically can have the diet of bogies coffee and beer every day because you're just made up of something else. The person that I was speaking to does not have the physique of a plumber, does not have the attributes of a plumber, does not have the characteristics of the plumber. So you don't have the, the physical fortitude that a plumber has. So I'm looking at this person in the eyes like, man, I hope you stay alive, you feel me? So yeah, something else that I, that I was watching over the weekend that was a terrible segue, but it is what it is, my nigga. I'm in the crib by myself. I was watching You People, right? Eddie Murphy movie. Got a shorty that was in Seinfeld. Uh, got, who else is that? Why is his name blanking out on me? Jonah Hill. Lauren London. I haven't seen her on the screen in a little while. I'm very happy that she has the opportunity to get back out there and be on the silver screen. You know, I always liked Lauren London movies. She she plays the same role, but there there's a lane for that. You feel me? And I'm just happy, you know, after going through that fucking tragedy of what happened to Nipsey, like her just being able to just stay grounded, stay focused, because shooting a film takes like two to three months and you have to recite lines and she's a mother and you now she's still grieving. She literally saw her husband get shot. I, got, I was like, fuck, yo, I got to support this movie solely for her. You know what I mean? And I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, yo, I, I can't quite put words to my thoughts in this capacity, but I'm just going to filibuster and try to really find what I'm trying to say. The way comedies are written now are very different from how comedies were written even five years ago in this respect. It appears that everybody's either being politically conscious or people are overtly 
trying to say the craziest things in the most direct way possible to not leave room for the imagination, which then in turn will make something funny. So the humor in comedies are very different because nobody knows which direction to go in. Um, I was watching, what was I watching? I was watching a movie that came out in 2013. What movie was that? It was just, I'm getting upset now. What, what, I was just watching something. Yo, hold on. I got to press, I got to press pause. Give me a second. I'm back and I still forgot. Don't worry about that. But I just know for a fact that it was 2013 and people fling, like, flailing the word faggot around and just being gay and all these homosexual jokes. And, you know, you fast forward and everybody needs to be conscious of what they say, how they say it. You know, you don't want employees of Netflix to start boycotting. You don't want bad reviews via social media. You don't want a storm of just negative comments because, you know, you appear to be tone deaf. But I'm watching this movie and it's just become abundantly clear that actually making a funny movie is more difficult than you would think, even with Eddie Murphy. You had Mike Epps in there. You had Dion Cole in there. You had Eddie Murphy in there. You had Jonah Hill in there. You you had like this star-studded cast of people that are legitimately funny in their own right, not knowing what to do and how to do it. And overall, the film wasn't terrible, but it was cringy. And I don't mean cringy like, you know, you're so cringe. Like cringy, like, yo, I see you're going for humor and this shit is not funny. It's not funny because it's such a serious matter, but it's funny, but it's not funny in the way of like, you know, um, why did the chicken cross the road? Because it didn't have GPS like that, like that type of not funny. You know what I mean? Like dad joke, not funny. And there was definitely funny moments in it because Eddie Murphy is always going to be funny in movies. I actually like Eddie Murphy, like for real. I feel like his comedic timing is bar none. But I didn't really enjoy the film, yo. And who am I but just a nigga with a microphone? But that movie overall, the way it was written, didn't really capture what I feel like could have been captured. I feel like it is already a zany situation with somebody as attractive as Lauren London falling for Jonah Hill. And, you know, you have son from our future and that shit you had Nia Long yeah like you had like all these cool people in there and there was so many directions that could have been gone into and it just wasn't because there was so many focuses on just what was very surface level in my opinion and uh you know there's a difference in writing where we understand the obvious this is a black woman is a white man that's socially aloof and he has to be around uh, her black family and then she needs to be around her white family and you know but the but the woman from Seinfeld is tone deaf and not socially aware and can't read social cues and on the opposite spectrum you know just I'm not gonna lie I didn't like Eddie Murphy's character you know he was like this this Muslim man named Akbar. That <laughs> I liked it. You know what I'm saying? But even Andrew Schultz, Andrew Schultz is in the movie and they didn't showcase him the way that he could be. He could have been showcasing. I don't know, man. 
so you know what I did? I ended up watching uh the second iteration. I'm sorry. There was the first iteration, the second iteration, and then you people was the third iteration, just so you can follow me as far as conversation is concerned. The second iteration was a movie called uh Guess Who? Guess Who had uh Bernie Mac, Ashton Kutcher, Zoe Zaldana, and a host of others, right? And that movie was tastefully done in 2005. That movie was, what, 18 years old? Facts. 2005 was 18 fucking years ago. Anyway, hold on. Let me get back to my notes here just so I don't lose my place. And I'm watching Guess Who? And, you know, you have Bernie Mac's character. You know, Ashton Kutcher is dating his daughter. He's not feeling it. So the whole movie centered around him not feeling it. But it was just funny, and it was classic, and it's something that's rewatchable. You know, outside of Ashton Kutcher uh, with the with the dinner table scene when he's saying the black jokes or whatever, it was just overall just like a funny, well-written movie with a beautiful performance from all the actors and actresses that was in it. So I just so happened to be Googling, you know, just guess who, because I just finished watching the movie not too long ago after watching You People. And do you know where both these movies came from? Aha. I know you didn't. And that's why you listen to my show. There is a movie called Guess Who's uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. You know what I'm saying? This movie came out in 1967. And it had Sidney Poitier in there. Uh, if you don't know who Sidney Poitier is, please, as you're listening to this show, continue. Just, just, just Google him. Continue to listen, but just Google Sidney Poitier. He's he's a big fixture in Hollywood as far as being a black man is concerned. And that movie was about a black man marrying a white woman. And the parents not feeling it. And that just shows you how much time has evolved. Because in 1967, the thought of a uh, a black doctor dating a free-thinking white woman was so outrageous that they made a movie about it. And if you think I'm just calling her a free-thinking white woman just because I felt like saying that, that's what it said in the fucking, uh, in the summary of what the movie's about. Uh, Sidney Poitier, uh, a black doctor, uh, meets a free-thinking white woman and her parents vehemently disapprove of their relationship. (laughs) I'm pretty fucking sure segregation ended three years prior. I'm pretty sure her fucking parents had questions. But this is what I'm saying. That that movie, the, the concept of a black doctor, quote unquote, I'm sorry, I, I said quote unquote uh, too early. The, the thought of a black doctor uh, dating a, there we go, quote unquote, free thinking white woman was so out of bounds so crazy, so zany, so imaginative that they had to get probably one of the top three actors of the time, regardless of, of race, in the movie <laughs> just to get people to watch it. Like, Psh. these fucking black doctors. They, it's bad enough that they're letting them be doctors, but they're trying to get our women. Make a script. We can make millions off of this. This, this would never happen. <laughs> and then from 1967... That movie was not reintroduced 
in uh in the American eye as far as cinema is concerned until 2005. And then fast forward 18 years and Eddie Murphy sees the script. It's just crazy what uh where shit be coming from, yo. You know what I'm saying? I did not see a uh, guess who's coming to dinner. I will probably will never watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. But um if you get an opportunity, you should watch Guess Who if you haven't done so. Uh I believe Bernie Mac passed away in 2008. So this is one of his last few movies that he was able to be in. And he's a brilliant uh movie actor or movie comedian any movie that i've ever seen and he's always made me laugh and this movie uh does nothing short of will have you like damn yo this nigga really was funny he understood timing he understood execution he he just understood so many things and you know i'm not even familiar with how Bernie mac died but he died way too early and rest in peace but um something else that came to my attention and if you're like me in this regard, uh, do the proper things because on top of trying to entertain you, I definitely would like for you to think on a deeper level as far as like your health is concerned. You know, whether it's film, TV, music, uh, organic conversation, a lot of people will say, I know my body. I know my body. I know my body. I'm not sick. I know my body. I missed my period. I know my body. Uh, I shouldn't have ate that. I know my body. My stomach hurts, but I'll be fine in two days. I know my body. And it's become abundantly clear to me. I do not know my body. Now, I cannot speak for those of you guys that are listening to me. But let me give you examples as to how I do not know my body. So I have eczema, right? And usually when rashes flare up, I'll use whatever cream I have around the house and I'll just wait it out. I'll just wait for my skin to come back to normal. I don't know what triggers it. Don't know what heals it until recently when I went to the dermatologist. And she doesn't even know what fucking triggers it. I have a appointment on the 27th where we're going to run tests to see what makes shit flare up. But yeah, she told me that I'm showering the wrong way. I'm putting the wrong lotions on. Uh, Stop using fabric softener with my clothes. All type of shit, right? So... My hygiene habits have been terrible for close to 33 years. Um, I don't know what triggers the rashes. I don't know what makes the rashes go away. You know, I'm constantly fluctuating in between weight. I don't know what foods I need to be eating. I've never seen a dietitian. I don't know my blood type. Like, there's just a whole bunch of things I don't know. What is your blood type? Do you know? pop quiz what can you could you actually tell me your blood type because i've read that if you know your blood type and you see a dietitian and you bring forth your blood type there are certain foods that will uh respond better with your body centered around what kind of blood you have in your body so if you have you know i guess type a blood type b type C type fucking Q whatever the fuck you know oh you need to not be eating fucking peanuts and broccoli you need to not be eating chocolate you need to stay away from milk but I don't know any of that shit don't know so much so that I have an afro right now I get the sponge brush and you know I get it popping and whenever I wash my hair I see so much dead hair leaving my scalp I don't think I'm washing my hair the proper way Everything about my fucking body, I have no fucking clue. 
I went to the doctor. I got a checkup. I was like, yo, how's my cholesterol? I heard that uh, in the black community, vitamin D is garbage. How's my vitamin D levels? Like, oh, healthy as an ox. I just fucking was in the hospital a few months ago with this pleural effusion nonsense. I thought I had to have fucking surgery not too long ago. I just went to the dermatologist with the, because I'm losing the battle against my own goddamn skin. All type of shit is going on. I beg of everybody that's listening to my show, know your body for real. Some of you know it. Like, yo, listen, man, if I have a Reese's Pieces butter, peanut butter cup, you know, I'll be fucking constipated. Oh, I can't have blueberries. You know, that'll make me break out in hives. I can't have any acidic foods. You know, I'll, I'll lose my vision for 30 minutes. Like, you guys, some of you really know what's going on. But then there's some of you that really don't. You're waking up with stomach aches like, ah, fuck, son, I don't know what's going on with my stomach. Let me just drink some ginger ale. You don't even know if you should be drinking ginger ale. And that's what I'm trying to say, man. We all need to be in this together. So I'm going to see if my insurance covers dietitian visits. I'm going to see a dietitian as fast as I can. And I guess I can go to urgent care and they can tell me my blood type, right? That shouldn't be like difficult. And this is what I'm saying. I don't even know what the protocol is to find out my blood type. I feel like that's pertinent information and I don't even know it. Another thing I gotta do is I gotta go to the fucking DMV, man. Cause, oh, here's another thing. After May, if you do not have your enhanced driver's license or if you do not have a enhanced uh, ID, you are not allowed to be on planes, even if you're doing commercial flights. So if you wanna take a quick flight to Atlanta and they look at your ID and it's not enhanced, you are not going anywhere. You didn't know that, did you? Because you don't read those emails. You don't read those things that come in the mail. And this is why I'm here. I'm here to save humanity one at a time. Before I go, I just wanted to give you guys an update. Uh, I'm fighting a lot of battles simultaneously. Fighting the battle of becoming a famous podcaster. I'm fighting the battle of being a profitable party promoter. Fighting the battle of being the working man. Fighting the battle of having whack-ass skin. I'm also fighting the battle against brokenness. As I expressed to you guys before. I told you I was ready to fight that woman over to the death uh, for $95. And to give you guys an update, things have not gotten better. <laughs> it just hasn't gotten better. But it will. Because I've put a plan in motion, but you know. The only easy fix I know to not being broke is, you know, crack salesmanship or scamming or whatever have you. And I don't want to sell no crack. You got to build a crack clientele. You know, that's just going to get my fingertips and shit. How, how the hell am I supposed to receive advice from a person who might die in 10 years if there's crack in my fucking fingernails? What am I going to do about that? The crack might get into my bloodstream. I don't know what's going on, but I need to be aware of these things. I need to be alert of these things. So I promise to all of you, I'm not going to sell crack. I am not going to scam. And I'm going to win this fight against brokenness one step at a time. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And if this particular guest that I have in my mind picks up their phone 
you will have a episode this Friday. I'll speak to you guys soon.